When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael K is on the radio today. No Michael K. Oh, but there's Don and Dan. Day three of this extravaganza leading into Christmas and the holiday. Hopefully everybody's uh, getting most of their shopping done. Dan, how are you, buddy? Oh, uh, a lot better than yesterday, but uh, yeah, everything is good. How about you? Good. You know, just trying to get some things done. Um, Dan had some uh, issues with the uh, wife's vehicle, so that's definitely made uh, life difficult for him. And I'm just trying to get some odds and ends done before uh, it all hits the fan this weekend, and the days are starting to, to dwindle. Well, that's the thing. That's the worst part of it, right? Like the calendar is that if something like this is going to happen, and look, I'm going out of car today. It stinks, but whatever. What, what can you do? But thankfully, I have most of the said odds and ends done, so I planned ahead, and so I'm in good shape as far as that's concerned, but I wasn't always that guy, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people that were in my shoes that, unfortunately, you save everything until the last minute, and then, boom, you have this all on your plate. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot going on, and I, and I heard somebody, I heard Han and Barton Han talking about this, that whether it's Amazon or whether you, whatever, however you shop at home, it does take you out of the, the Christmas spirit a bit. Now, it's a, it's a heck of a lot easier than going out to the mall and dealing with the traffic and the parking and the crowds and all that. Right. So there is something to just going to your computer and having it delivered, and, and it's all great. But it does kind of take you out of the Christmas spirit a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, it's To an extent, if you don't have to deal with the aggravation, you, you avoid it. Right? It's as simple as that. But one of the things that I've also picked up the last couple of years, I don't know if I've told you this story before. And you know how sometimes there's like people, we call them like late bloomers in life? For what anything, it could be like a, a variety of topics. Anything right. that you stumble across in your life. With me, that apparently was gift wrapping. Because over the last couple of years, I realized, Don, I'm not good. I'm not a good gift wrapper. I'm a great oh, gift wrapper. That's a, that, that is a skill. It's, it's, it's something that if I had known this my entire life, I don't know how I could have parlayed this into bigger and better in fame and fortune. I don't know in the gift wrapping industry, but it is, it is a God-given gift that I have been bestowed upon. So what I do is as I acquire said gifts, they get wrapped right away, and boom, they're all out underneath that tree right Great. now. So I don't have any work to that, do. That, that's being festive. So we've got that on the table. It's a Would You Wednesday so at 345, we're going to do Woodges, and we're leaving it up to you guys. So we'll take calls on it. We'll take uh, social media, tweets, X, whatever you want to call it. What's that uh, email, to get you by to the participate way? in it, unless you have one, Dan. No, I got the email. So we tell people to, right. to email in. Are Did you, you give it that? out already or no? Uh, with the uh, TMKSESPN at gmail.com is, is, the, is the central way we'd like to do it. Absolutely. That's how you do uh, it. TMKSESPN at gmail.com. Dot com. So we got Would You Wednesday on the table. We've got Aaron Rodgers is activated, so he can practice with the team and technically could play, although it, he said that he's not going to because the games are meaningless and he's not 100%. Although 
I kind of wonder, what's the positive in it? Salah's going to tell you he gets to be around the team and participate in practice and I guess maybe play defensive back and knock down some passes like he did the other day, one-handed interceptions and all that. But why do I have this sneaking suspicion that it does leave the door open for an appearance? Nah. Well, here's what I'm saying. Hear me out. I don't think so. You're probably right, but hear me out. Hey, three weeks is three weeks, right? Or how you feel in preparation for the Commanders, and then you've got the game on that, which is the game on the twenty fourth, and then there's two weeks before the end of the season, right? So you go to Cleveland on the short week, and then you finish it out in New England against the Patriots. So that's that's what two and a half weeks from now. Who's to say that over those two weeks he feels better, and he's activated, he decides to dress, and there might be. A, a series at the end of the Patriot game, they're either getting killed or they're killing the Patriots. Come out, throw a screen pass. Hey, I played. <laughs> you mean so he gets registered or credit for a completed pass as a New York Jet no, in 2020? Well, no. Uh, well, well, maybe not so much that. It's just that, hey, I did come back. I did play. Now, obviously, it's going to be in a situation where he's not going to get himself hurt. So I'm just, I'm just trying to extrapolate out. For the remainder of the season, what is the benefit of him being activated? Because he is taking a roster spot. Now, again, these games are meaningless, so I guess it doesn't matter that they might be short a player on game day. But it is a player that I guess isn't going to get paid. And are you telling me to motivate the troops during the week? I I, I really don't see the benefit of it, Dan, other than it leaves an opportunity to maybe make an appearance before the season is over. Maybe it's just to come out in the victory formation at the end of a game. Whatever. I need you to tell me as a Jet guy, as a football guy, as a friend, why is he active? I don't think the friendship has any weight in this conversation. I just threw it out there because I I enjoy it. it. I like it. That's good. Because you're less likely to, to, to BS me. Because we're friends. No, so. I could do that anyway. So what? I'm, so I'm, I'm all right, I'm out of my mind, Don. You're ridiculous. You're being a jerk. You have no idea about football or the Jets. Shut your mouth. Okay, then explain to me why my theory is so out there. Give me the reason, the benefit, the positive of him being active for these last three games. Well, let me take a page out of Robert Sala's book because what okay. he said today was that it's good for Aaron. He likes being out there. He could go out there and practice with the twos and the threes, stay a little bit of time after practice and get some work in. He thinks it's also good for the young guys on the team to be around Aaron Rodgers on the practice field and they can, you know, just soak up all that knowledge and experience like a sponge. So those things, great. But I don't know if the average fan cares about that because all they want to see is Aaron Rodgers on the football field. I think the best news they got over the last couple of days was that Aaron Rodgers says he's going to play for multiple seasons after this, which is all well and good. But this year, there's a lot of nothing. Now, if you hit Robert Sala with truth serum, why is he active? Robert would have said because he wants to be. (laughs) So (laughs) that's why he's active. Because Aaron said so. uh, So I'm just trying to figure it out. Is there some sort of an opportunity? Then nobody knows what that opportunity is going to be, like how it's going to look. Like you just didn't want to sit there and go, boy, too bad he's not active because this could have been the perfect place for him to try to trot out there, throw a pass, get off the field, to kind of tell the world that, hey, I did something nobody's ever been able to do before, uh, rupture an Achilles and play in that season. But you heard about all that. 
Okay, and, and on the flip end, though, you could still hold out to that possibility of worst-case scenario that we had discussed even leading up to the ultimate final decision. It was, God forbid, he gets hurt right. and re-injures this thing some way, shape, or form, okay. and then that eats into your offseason. All, right. all, right. all right, you know what? Then let me throw this back at you. Mm-hmm. Counselor, don't players get injured in practice? Sure they do. So he's going to practice with the ones and the twos for morale purposes, but something can very easily happen there, right? How uh, extensive uh, is he practicing, though? That's what we don't know. I don't know. Is he just right? going to stand on the sidelines? But what I, all I'm saying, is, again, when he said he's not going to play, to me coming out in the victory formation or throwing a screen pass and then jogging off the field, to me that's not playing. It's making an appearance. So – I, uh, you, you're probably right. I'm probably dead wrong. But when I saw that he was active, I said, hmm, a lot can change between now and January when they, fi- well, they finish the season. Maybe he feels better, and maybe there's a, maybe there, maybe that opportunity will not present itself, Dan. Maybe the games will be too competitive, and there just won't be that window of opportunity. But well, Let me ask you this question as a fan. Okay, pretend mm-hmm. you're a Jet, or any Jet fan out there, and you could weigh in. I mean, everybody's free to call in at 800-919-3776. Does it do anything for you in a season that's gone horribly wrong, did not meet expectations? To see Aaron Rodgers go out there to the extent that what Don outlined to where he takes a snap and just takes a knee or something or throws a screen pass, just something minuscule like that. Does that do anything for you at all? Is that going to help you erase the memory of what was one giant disappointment this year? I don't know how it can. uh, I tell you what, it probably means as much as it will be to the players that he's going to be on the practice field with them for the next three weeks. Yeah, but the fans don't see that. The no, fans but, but, don't. But what I'm saying is whatever, whatever it means to the players that he's active and there at practice is probably the same as it would mean for the fans if they turned on the Jet game and saw that he's actually in uniform on the sideline. So whether it's nothing, whether it's something, I think it's you know, pretty much equal. I just don't, I don't see the benefit. It just would make sense. I am not playing. When you're not going to play, then you, you're not active. Why do they make him active? You say because Robert Sala says he could do something for morale during practices. He can be where there with the players. Okay, that that's an answer. And my answer would be maybe there's some sort of an opportunity over the next three weeks. Most likely the New England game. Because remember, you couldn't do this on a weekly basis. You had to make the decision today: is he active or not? If he's not, then he's done. So in order for that opportunity that I'm painting against the New England Patriots, 36 nothing with 30 seconds to go, he jogs out there and throws a screen pass and leaves. You know, that you have to be active today for that scenario to play itself out. Now, we'll know when the game st- any of these games starts, if he's sitting there in his civvies, he's not going to play. But if all of a sudden you see there's a game and he's got a helmet and the shoulder pads on, just a thought. I, I was I – was, I was a little surprised that they said he was active. Well, if you want to bring it back closer to home, though, as far as what's on the you know on your plate for this weekend, Zach Wilson's still in the concussion protocol. Robert Sala said today, so we are becoming ever more likely to seeing the fourth starting quarterback for the Jets this year, which has not happened, like we said, since 1989. Right, like we're a day closer to that happening. Which is just unfathomable to me that yeah, you would go through a season and start four quarterbacks. Pretty incredible. And, and they're not the only ones, right? I mean, Cleveland has started four quarterbacks this year. Yeah. And it looks like they... It's uh, amazing. And the best one might be starting now. <laughs> well, <laughs> the oldest great. one is starting now. We well, he's that. definitely the oldest one. Mm-hmm. And the best game played by a Brown quarterback this year was his game uh, last week against Chicago. 
Uh, so that's on the table, 1-800-919-3776. The other thing we want to kind of bat around today, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess we'll make it game time, which is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, is at 7.30 tonight, the Knicks are at the Nets to finish up their five-game road trip. The other game is the Islanders and the Caps. Uh, that's today's uh, game day brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish Whiskey. Be sure and remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. You know, big game for the Knicks tonight. But yep. Isaiah Hardenstein said, rivalry? What rivalry? When we play at Barclays Center, and the building's filled with Knicks fans. There's no rivalry. Is he right? I think he's got a point. And remember, Isaiah Hartenstein was a guy who has experience. He was on that second team in Los Angeles because he was a Clipper. Right. Right. So, I mean, Lakers-Clippers is probably the equivalent of, like, Knicks-Nets in this city to where you have the Lakers right where the Knicks are, and then you have, oh, yeah, by the way, the Clippers, and, oh, by the way, the Nets. So, I mean, he's only been in Nick for, what, a little over a year, but to him, I'm sure. He, he goes into Barclays Center, and it's all Nets or Knicks fans, rather. They play in the Garden. It's still, of course, mostly Knicks fans. Knicks get all the attention. Knicks get all the back pages. Right. And this is when the Nets had superstars, at least before they started tearing it down last year. Now, but I don't think how many people are in the building and who they're rooting for necessarily tells you if it's a rivalry or not. I mean, there's obviously more Knicks fans than Nets fans, so it would make sense there'd be more Knicks fans in the building. I mean, I, I can clearly tell you the Devils-Rangers is a rivalry. Mm-hmm. The number of times they've played, what, seven times in the postseason, twice in the conference final? I mean, just an epic rivalry. And when they play at the Rock, it's going to be, you know, 60%, 70% Ranger fans. It, it, it might take away a little bit from the rivalry that it's not 50-50, but, you know, Ranger fans travel well. They're going to get in the building. Same thing with, uh, you know, Ranger fans getting into UBS or the Coliseum before that. You know, if, they, if it's a Jet home game, I'm sure a lot of Giant fans are going to get in there too. So the fact that there are more Nick fans – doesn't necessarily say it's not a rivalry. What tells me it's not a rivalry is I don't feel anything for it. They've only right. played twice in the postseason. Both of those times they were in New Jersey. Since being in Brooklyn, there hasn't been a moment. There's been nothing re- really epic to happen. And the thing is, they they have an advantage that Jets, Giants, and Yankees, Mets don't have, and that is they play in the same division. So you'd think there'd be a little spice to it, but there just doesn't seem to be any. Because they just the don't divi- have they don't have a history. Haven't the divisions almost fallen by the wayside in the NBA? Like, like they have, you, right? It's like they, it's all about conferences. Because when they you pop up the standings, they show you conference standings. It is, amazing. and that's all you You're equate right. it to. Like, but it's still honestly, a division I couldn't even opponent. tell you who's in what division in the NBA. But it is crazy that I'm I'm sh- I'm sure most Nick fans are going to feel something for the Celtics or something for the Sixers more so than they're going to feel anything for the Nets. Like, it makes sense for Jets-Giants not to be a rivalry. They play in different conferences, but yet there's a history there. The end of the 88 season when the Jets knocked the Giants out of postseason possibilities. And, of course, you know, the Victor Cruz 99-yard touchdown that effectively ended the Jets uh, really almost created what we're in right now for the Jets. The long 13 years of missing the playoffs. Like, there's a back and forth there. Parcells coaching both teams. Belichick almost coaching both teams as a head coach, but being there as a defensive coordinator for both teams. Um, Mets-Yankees, we, you know, the whole Roger Clemens-Mike Piazza thing, they played in a World Series against each other. 25 years of interleague play in which things have happened. There's a little spice to it. You get nothing out of Knicks-Nets. I thought going to Brooklyn would, would do it. I, no. I, I think it's actually lessened it. 
I agree. And look, you're talking to somebody, and, and you too. I mean, right? Like, we grew up when it was a New Jersey Nets-New York Knicks rivalry. There was a rivalry. And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that the Nets, when they were in New Jersey, were on equal footing with the Knicks because when they played at the Meadowlands Arena, there were still a lot of Knicks fans in the building then. I remember it well. But you and I were talking about it before the show in our little meeting that the Nets have only been in Brooklyn now for 10 years. So... If you were a New Jersey Net fan, did you make the trek with them over to Brooklyn? Some did, some didn't. And then if you're a New York fan and this basketball team just shows up on your doorstep, you don't really have enough time to necessarily embrace it, right? Because they've only been here for a decade. Was it that way with the Devils, right? When the Devils just popped up in 1982 in New Jersey, automatically did New Jersey hockey fans just attach themselves to the Devils or... Were they fans of the Rangers, most likely? Or were they fans of even the Philadelphia Flyers or teams that were here already? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? So, well, I, I think every team is going to create their fan base on their greatest moment. So I think the Islanders were able to build their fan base. Four straight Stanley Cups is going to do it, right? And that's going to mm. that's going to create something. And the Devils winning three Stanley Cups in eight years, that's going to do it. And, you know, the Jets winning Super Bowl three probably won a lot of fans over, especially since the Giants weren't very good. You know, the Mets winning in 69, that all of a sudden drove a lot of people to the Mets fan base at that time, especially during that time the Yankees weren't very good in the late 60s. Uh, But the Nets haven't had that moment. They went to -to back-to-back finals in the early 2000s, but they didn't win. And uh, think of it this way. The gap between... Giants and Jets. The Giants are the more popular team, but the gap is you know pretty small. There's a ton of Jet fans. And the same thing with the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees are the bigger fan base, but there's a ton of Mets fans. And with the Rangers, there's tons of Ranger fans, more Ranger fans, but when you combine Devils and Islanders, if I say you're a hockey fan, there's a, what, 30 40% chance you might not be a Ranger fan. But if I run into you in New York and you say you're an NBA fan, the, the overwhelming shot is going to be you're a Knicks fan. If if I say, do you root for one of the local teams? There might be Celtic fans and Sixer fans and Laker fans. There's always tons of those. In all sports, there's always front runners that root for people outside the metropolitan area. But if I go to somebody, I'm, I'm at Penn Station, and I say, are you, a, are you a local NBA fan? And they say, oh, yeah, big local NBA fan. 90% chance they're a Nick fan. i got to be honest with you. I mean, and, and I got the game later tonight. So, you know, you're putting in the work and, you know, getting prepped, and I'm doing what i got to do to get ready for the game. But before that... I didn't know how many times the Knicks and Nets were playing this year. I didn't even know to be God honest, God's honest truth. I had to stop and think if they even played already this year. Because if they did, it's not going to be on our radar, especially in October, November when there's football. And that's what's occupying a lot of our discussion here on the channel and on the station. But if it was that big of a rivalry and we knew that, well, we would know the right. answer to those questions. Like, for example, we knew back in the summertime that the Jets and Giants were playing each other in the regular season this year, right? And they're playing each other two days before Halloween. Everybody knew that if you're a good football fan in this town. But Knicks, Nets, like, is that something that's well, on your plate? Well, well here's the thing. I mean, listen, I, I did not grow up a huge NBA fan, but if there was a team that I rooted for in the Nets, my brother had partial season tickets. I went to a ton of Net games when I was working at Sportsville, and I covered the Nets. You know, so I've always had a, a warm place in my heart for the Nets. So this is not coming from a Nick fan or somebody that doesn't care. And, and you grew up a diehard Net fan. Diehard. As preparing for this show, mm-hmm. if Hardenstein didn't say what he said, it's it's a big game for the Knicks because they want to, go to try to go 3-2 and two, uh, on this road trip. 
it would be the same conversation about the Knicks needing a win as if they were playing in Philly, playing in Boston, playing in Memphis. Like, it wouldn't matter. It's just trying to get a winning road trip and a five-game road trip. The fact that it's Brooklyn, I guess to a Net fan, it might add a little spice because I get it. That's the big brother and you want to beat them. But it's just another well, you know, game, I think, the Knicks fans, isn't it? It is, Well, you know what it is? You, God's honest truth. You know how the Knicks look at this? And this is the truth, and I'm sorry if I'm offending the Nets or Nets fans, but this is the way you have to look at it, Don. You know what tonight represents for the Knicks? Their best chance at a win the rest of the month of December, according to the schedule. That's what it represents. Yeah, because they got a tough, you know, a few tough games coming up here. Fact sure. that, that's it. Bottom line. And, and look, it lessens a little bit because Durant's not here. Kyrie's not here. James Harden's well, here for five minutes. I mean, Ben Simmons no, doesn't play to begin with. So, like, even when you had that star power that you tried to well, inject into the rivalry, those guys are gone. That now. Was, Nets have a nice little team, tough team, gritty team, good players, but they don't have the star that power. That was the best shot. That was right. the best shot was a couple of years ago when the Knicks uh, were in the play, and they remember they beat the Hawks that first game at the Garden, and I think the fans were leaving the Garden chanting, we want, we want Brooklyn. Because you had the big three over there, and there was, that, there was an anticipation of, our we want the Nets. Now, they didn't even get out of the, the series against Atlanta. But had they, and the big three, and they, and they met each other, then I think there would have been a ton of spice, because now the Nets were hated. Now the Nets were on the Knicks fans' radar. But it was so brief, and nothing really came of it. And now it's over. And it's not to say, listen, it's a big game for the Nets, too. They're, they're a nice basketball team. I think they have a chance of making the playoffs. So, again, we're not here to disrespect them. But I guess, in a way, it's just it, it, it is what it is, that it's not a rivalry. So you can you could be a Net fan and get mad at Hardenstein. I, I just think he's just speaking the truth. And I think a lot of other Net, fans, uh, Net players probably feel the same way. It's just another game. And it's not like that in any other of the local meetings. Because every other one has a history, there's a buzz. You know, put the NFL aside because they play once every four years, so of course it's going to be a big deal. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when the three hockey teams play each other, when the Mets and the Yankees play each other, you know, it's a thing. And this isn't a thing yet. And, and, And honestly, I don't know if it'll ever be a thing. Well, I think that Hartenstein, too, is like the perfect kind of guy to offer, like, you want his opinion because he's still relatively new to this area, right? He has, he's only been a Nick for a year and a half. So he's just telling it exactly as he sees it. As somebody who didn't follow either one of these teams growing up, like, he well, didn't yeah. grow up in the area, he shows up here and he's like, all right, this is it. This, this is well, the rivalry. It doesn't well, seem he, like one to me. You know, well, here it is. I mean, we, we just said, why was there spice with Mets Yankees, especially after Clemens and Piazza? If you were a Mets fan, there were Yankees you hated. If you were a Yankee fan, there were Mets that you hated. Right. Same thing. If you're a Ranger fan, you didn't. You hated Martin Brodeur and Scott Niedermeyer and Scott Stevens. If you're a Devil fan, you hated Messier and Legion. Like there was, you. I don't know. Is there anybody on the Nets you hate? No. I don't think there's anybody hateable. Maybe Simmons because he doesn't play or whatever. But you well, know, Nets fans I, hate Simmons like, for that they reason. Were, they were they were kind of likable. I think the Nets are kind of a likable team. Well, now, I, when I the mean, big three were together, now you had something because there was somebody to hate if you were a Nick fan. But if you're if you're a Nick fan, who do you hate on the Nets? Well, not only that, do the guys on the respective teams hate anybody on the other team? No, everybody's like buddy buddy, anyways. Well, that, that that's but that 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 exists everywhere now. But but that that also impacts rivalries. Then, wow. I mean, when, when you saw the Yankees, you know, hugging and kissing Poppy, Big Poppy, every time they saw the Red Sox play, knew you knew that these players don't hate each other anymore. <laughs> Once they unionized and started striking together, they're all best friends. 
So I don't expect the players to hate each other anymore, but from the fan bases. But we want to hear from you. Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea. Take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea. Join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Dan, I uh, got a message from somebody who's an ad executive. Apparently, they had done the work. Mm -hmm. statistical advertising dollar information for the local teams. Right. So according to this individual, Giants Jets. You're not going to name names? No. Giants Jets, 60-40 Giants. Yankees Mets, 60-40 Yankees. Mm -hmm. Rangers over Islanders and Devils, 75-25. 75-25 Rangers over both of them combined. Yes. Okay. Now, I think that might be a little bit because, you know, if you're doing it based out of New York, how much do you lose because it's Jersey, you know, and in Suffolk County? Like, I don't know. Uh, but that's the, that's the figure. Knicks, Nets? Let me take a guess. Go ahead. 
Well, if you told me the Rangers and the other one is 75, I'll say I'll tell you what, they broke it. 15. This is the only one in which he broke it down, Knicks, Nets, and other. So it's three. Okay. I don't know why he didn't do that for football, because I'm sure there's a ton of fans that aren't Jet and Giant fans. Well, who's he including? The Westchester Knicks? No, he's including, you know, Laker fans and... Bandwagon fans, you're saying? Bandwagon fans, yeah. Which is, which is a minuscule number. Well, who do you think... Like, I was, I was actually going to bring that up before, though. Like, in this city, you can extend it to the boroughs if you want, throw in New Jersey as well. Who do you think is the number one bandwagon fan team for the NBA if you're not a Nick or a Net fan in this town. Post Jordan it's Lakers. I think during Jordan it was Bulls. But I'd Agreed. say right now it's Lakers. Maybe Celtic no, not Celtics, because we're so uh, close to Boston. And Golden or, State, a lot of Warrior fans now all of a sudden. Uh, of but not as I see much a lot as, of I see a lot of Golden State. I'm trying to think, would there be anybody else? Like there's no Milwaukee people because of Giannis. He hasn't necessarily made that into like a national brand thing, and I'm looking out. No, this. No, yeah, that, that might be it. I think that's it. I think it's Lakers. So, sorry. Right, so, so Knicks, Nets, other. I'll say eighty-five Knicks, ten percent Nets, five percent other. No, oh, that's not bad. You were close. Knicks ninety-one percent, Nets six, other three. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, because that's uh, that. First of all, the Knicks are an exceptionally popular team in New York. Uh, I I don't know. We could have fun with this. We could. I don't know if you, if we could do it scientifically. You're going to rate the most popular teams in New York. I think the Knicks are in the top three. When the Knicks go, are good, it's probably it's, it's pro- hard to match. It's probably let's say all the teams are good. All mm-hmm. the teams are competing for championships. It probably goes Yankees, Giants, Knicks. Although the television rating would probably be higher for the football, but we know why that is, and football is just a monster. But I, I just think that it would probably be Yankees, Giants, Knicks, then probably Mets. Even though the not Rangers Mets are exceptionally, over Knicks, you don't think not Mets but, over Knicks? I don't know, man. It's a good question. Because they're probably more baseball fans than basketball fans, but it's probably close. Depending on the generation you're talking to, I bet you the younger generation is more basketball fans than baseball fans. Maybe. But I'm just thinking back to like that Mets run to the World Series, even as yeah. recently as 2015. That was big. I mean, I'm not... Fr- no, it's it big. wasn't can the imagine, 80s. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. All right, think about this in your mind's eye, Susan. Mm-hmm. How big the Rangers winning the Cup in 94 was. It was big. Now, that's hockey. It was all anybody was talking about. Monster numbers for the parade. They're, you know, friends, they're, they're, they're wearing Ranger jerseys on the show, right? In 95, you had the whole Seinfeld with the Devils and the Rangers. That, whole, that all was kind of based off of what happened in 94. It was like the hottest thing going on. And that's hockey. But part of it was because they hadn't won since 1940. Right. Well, the Knicks haven't won since 1973. All right, so they have gone fifty years. Can you imagine how up for grabs this town would be if the Knicks won a championship? Well, if you're going to use that data, then don't the Jets get factored into that too? Because that's I don't, even longer. But I don't think the Jets have the fan base that the Knicks do. Mm, but like you said, it is football. Like I can, I can only imagine. 
Forget about the Jets winning a Super Bowl. I just can't even wrap my mind around what those two weeks would be like. Oh. From Let's say if the Jets win the championship game, the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, how crazy that's going to be. Well, they did have the rally in Times Square when they were leaving to go to Indianapolis back in uh, 2010, if you remember, or 2009, if you remember. I, oh, yeah, I remember that. And listen, they, it would they, be, of course, it would be a huge deal based on the length of time that they've gone. I just think that the Nick fan base is underrated in a lot of ways because they haven't had a run in so long. They haven't been to the conference finals since 2000. That was 23 years ago. They've been so bad. But they're so, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And listen, we can't get answers because ad executives can send text messages. But it really, I don't know if there's any scientific way of doing it. But I, I kind of just relate to, you know how basketball, you know how hockey is in this town. It's the fourth sport. But when right. the Rangers won, it was just unbelievable because it had been such a long time, and the Rangers have a massive fan base that's kind of underrated. But the Nick fan base is much bigger. Well, that and, and they're it's such the a basketball town, and it, it, I, it's it's really it's it's interesting. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I think it's very debatable. Well, I, I think it's circumstantial. But Knicks and Rangers, you would agree, right? That they're kind of running unopposed to one another as opposed to the football team and the, ba- uh, and the baseball team. Oh, yeah. Yankees-Mets, Giants-Jets, Knicks, and like we said, minuscule Nets and whoever else. I get you have the Islanders and the Devils for hockey, but it doesn't rival what the Ranger fan base is. So yeah, when no. the Rangers are on center stage by themselves, huge. Knicks, monumental. I, I get all that stuff. Now, John Winthrop, our, our pinhead suit, says, I think you're underselling the Knicks. I would even consider putting them number one simply because... They run unopposed in this town, but still, there's something about the Yankees. And I, and I, I again, I could be wrong on this. When you base a younger generation, there might be more basketball fans than baseball fans. But I think overall, through the generations, when you consider the older demographic, there's a lot of Yankee fans and a lot of baseball fans. So even with the Mets, that they're, they're opposed by the 40 percent of Mets, I think the 60 percent of Yankees eclipse. The the ninety one percent of the Knicks because not everybody is a basketball fan, but baseball Yankees the history it's 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 an interesting conversation that's why we brought it up one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six let's go to the busy phones and let's go to Bob out on Long Island you get us started off here on the Michael K Show what's up man hey good afternoon guys how you doing good how are you. Uh- Good. Well, first I'd like to apologize if I if I should cough in the process of trying to get this message through to you guys because I've been under the weather. No, I'm anyway, sorry. I feel better. With that, well, with that said, um, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, let me just say first off, I have not been a Jet fan since the days of Joe Namath. Okay, so so it takes why? it back away. Okay, why? Yeah, why have well, you been a Jet fan for fifty years? I, I because I became a Dolphin fan when Don Shula walked into Miami in 1970, and then from that point on, I just watched an organization grow, and uh, I stayed with them. I stayed mm-hmm. with them. Then they had a, then they had a gentleman in there by the name of Dan Marino, who I think we all know. Um, so the other problem I have is logistics. Um, but that's not what this call is about. They are not the New York Jets. They are the Jersey Jets, as are the Giants. When they come back to New York and put their oh, dollars into New York, Bob, that, Bob, no, but anyway, that's a hell of a lot further away from Long Island than where the Jets are right now. I think it, you know that. Yeah, but at least they're playing in the town that they represent. 
that, no, that's, that's, that's my only What do you call? You got a lot of agendas. The Dolphins haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 years either. Was the Aaron Rodgers situation? You know, it's it's getting to the point with this thing where it's almost like a soap opera. And I'm looking at it because I'm looking at it from the outside looking in because I am not a fan. Doesn't doesn't affect me either way on how I feel. But okay, go back to when he got hurt on the first set of downs when he when he went in this year. Does it serve any purpose for him to step foot on that field this year? And I'm just gonna throw this out there. I haven't heard really anybody talking about a what if, okay? And they can't say, well, don't say it can't happen. What if somebody lands on his foot the wrong way? He turns it the wrong way. You've just put this guy's career in jeopardy again. It may end well, his he's career. Not well, it doesn't sound like he's going to play, Bob. But, but, yeah. but, but I would ask the same question. Can that happen during practice? Can Absolutely. that happen, Dan? When, well, thank you, Bob, for the phone call. If you're on the standing on the sidelines where he is, could he get rolled up on like every cameraman and, and parabolics operator that we see every Sunday and Monday during a, during a game? Like, there's always going to be some sort of a risk. That day that we joked around that he was playing defensive back during the, the practice and had a one in an interception, could he have possibly jumped, came down wrong, and hurt his knee, sure. twisted his ankle, broke something? Players get hurt in practice. It happens all the time. Players get hurt like in practice. So he's, he's not going to play. But my question is, is that he's been activated so he can participate in practice in some way, shape, or form. Isn't there a danger there? Of course there is. But I think it's maybe more of a controlled and, environment. And my father was the same way, too. The Jersey Giants. The Gi- Stop. What do they now, call this metropolitan area? What, what do they call this metropolitan area? The New, New York, York metropolitan area. We are considered right. all part of all-encompassing New York. My radio stations come from New York. My television stations come from New York. The Post and the News and the New York Times get delivered to New Jersey. They cover New Jersey. I turn on ABC or Channel 7 News before I go to bed. They give me the weather for the area. They tell me things that are going on in Glenrock, New Jersey. They tell me things that are happening in Connecticut. It's the tri-state area. And the easiest place for them to play was seven miles outside of New York in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where most of the people that were living there were fans of the Jets and Giants anyway. Will you stop? Will you stop? So you'd, be fe- you'd feel better if they played in Syracuse? That'd be New York. That'd be New York dollars. And by the way, why Would is that it- make any sense? Why is it only the Jets get held to the fire? Overplaying in Jersey. Giants moved from New York once upon a time, too. Now, I know they've been in Jersey longer, but they also made the move across the river. Why is it only the Jets? No, the Giants get it, too. I and mean, that guy was talking about the Jets, but he, he threw the Giants into it. The Giants get it, too. My father was a Giant fan. He said it should be the New Jersey Giants. Why is it an NY on the helmet and not an NJ? Well, do you remember, this was, I think, I want to say in the late 90s at the old stadium. They used to have the Jet logo at the 50-yard line. But remember during those years, this was when Parcells was there when they reverted back to like the, the Joe Namath era uniform. So it had that logo and you had like the NY, which was kind of like hovering in the background of the logo. When they had it at the 50 yard line, they could not put the NY. So it just said Jets, much <laughs> like it looks like now on their helmet right. because they were in New Jersey. It's very strange. I know it's probably like no other place in the country. It just it's the New York metropolitan area. It just, that's just the way it works. Let's go to Ira, Staten Island. You're on ESPN New York. How are you, I? 
Hey, Don, uh, Dan, what's going on? And uh, we want to wish you both a uh, very happy holidays this weekend. Same to um, you, yeah, yeah, You know what? It, it is what it is. They play in Jersey. You know, who cares? If they win a championship, I'm not going to care if they play in Syracuse also. But, you know, with the Rodgers thing, you know, I don't know if you missed it, Don, but Sal was quoted today saying he's not playing this year. So we'll, we'll see how that whole thing is. But, you know, I just... To me, he's active because he gets to practice for another three weeks. Well, that's uh, why I said. But that's why I said I don't. Cons- would you consider that playing if he just came out and made an appearance and, and threw a screen pass or set up the victory formation or like that's not playing to me. Like I think that's no, the semantics I, I, of it. He's not going to play. He's not going to start. He's not going to drive a whole series. I just, I, I just am not completely buying into. That this is completely dead because he can practice with it. What does that mean? He's been on the sidelines. What does it meant? Is it, is it helping? Is it doing anything? And what do you care about the morale of the team at this point? I mean, yeah, you want to play well, you want to win games, but nothing's on the line here. And you can get hurt in practice as easily as you can get hurt uh, during a during a game. No, yeah, you're you're right about that. The the, the one issue that why I call. And listen, you know, I know it was like a rah-rah speech what he gave yesterday, and I knew what we were getting into when we brought him in here. But I just, it, the power that he has and the decisions are going to be made when it comes to personnel, when it comes to draft about, I mean, he didn't do too good bringing in as a de facto GM people in this year. Um, you know, if I'm Joe Douglas and I'm the people in that personnel department, you know, you want to make recommendations, fine, but, you know, we're going to build this football team the way we want to build it. If you're comfortable with certain players, that's great, but how did Billy Turner work out this year? You know, how did Randall Cobb, well, we, we don't know because Rogers didn't get a chance to play with him, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they're keeping this regime. Uh, okay, and I want Douglas to build this team. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to build this team. But but it's unfortunate that he's going to have a say, and how major a say he has is going to depend on the power that Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and Woody Johnson decide to wield when they're in those rooms. And the, the power is going to come from, what, what is he going to do? Is he going to retire? Is he not going to play? I mean, I, I Dan, I hope that there will be some, there has to be some backbone there. Of course he's going to have a major say. But there, somebody has to be the grown-up in the room. And if it's not Robert Sala, if it's not Joe Douglas, it's on them. Well, they're Show some backbone. Well, I think they did already in the fact that he's not playing for the rest of the year. Right. But, I, but, you know, I, one other thought popped in my mind about what you said. Like entertaining the scenario, the possibility that he goes out there for just a snap or two for the last game of the season. People around the country, maybe even some locally, are crucifying him. Because, and they're calling it egomaniac, self-centered, just entertaining this idea of him possibly playing and trying to make this miraculous recovery. If he plays like a snap or two at the end of the season, can you imagine the vitriol that's going to come at him as this is the biggest ego move and it's not worth it? What are you trying to prove? Could you say that now? He's costed a roster spot just being there for morale. Be consistent, those people. That's the only thing. (laughs) Well, we shall see. It's a Would You Wednesday that's coming up next on Yes and 98.7 ESPN New York. It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season of save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales event, like a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for $279 a month, or buy and get 0% financing and no payments for 90 days 
Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN RN173698. MSRP 32560 Tax title registration extra ends 1224. You know, the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code K at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butchers cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer will not last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code K, K-A-Y, at checkout. I really enjoy an Omaha Steak at my house, me and my son, my wife. They love it. All the sides are great. Even the burgers are absolutely phenomenal. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code K, K-A-Y, at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It's 
It's uncomfortable. No, no I, I don't. Th- I don't think I could. Really? But she's total smoke show. <laughs> At times, incriminating. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's not be rash. Let's not be Don. Hold on, but don't answer yet. And a Michael K. Show favorite. Michael, you're you're such a child. It's the Would You Game. We play it off the air all the time. The Would You Game. Now the Would You Game on Wednesday. Of course, the Would You Wednesday brought to you by Pajamagram, and we're going to have Dan participate here. We've got some great emails from listeners. So you ready, Dan? Uh, let's go. All right. Eric in New Jersey says, an angel comes down to Don and says, your good friend Dan is dying. He has only oh one year to live. His wife and kids will sadly have to move on without him. The angel then tells you, Don, you're going to live to 85 years old. I will add one year to Dan's life for every year I take from yours. Would you give up years so that Dan could continue living? And if so, how many? Well, here's the flaw in that. Wow. You don't have any kids. I do, so I'm not giving up any of my years. Does that bother you? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> no. But now I know where I stand, so that, that, that makes oh, things yeah, perfectly yeah, clear. That's good. As important as you are to me, you're not as important as my kids. So. But you know what's great about it, though? Who, who wrote the question? Eric. Eric, I, I think it's very seasonally appropriate. It kind of has like a little bit of like it's a wonderful life feel to it. I don't know if anybody per- – I still have not seen that from start to finish, so who, nobody yeah. perished in that, did they? Uh, no. No. So that would have happened like, to Listen, me. if I get – maybe I'll regret it when I turn 80, and by well, see, the time I'm 80, my kids will be in their 30s, so I, I might give you five years. But, but here's what you don't know. None right. of us know. Let's say you get to 80, but what if it's a miserable 80? Like you've lost sight in both eyes. You can like barely hear out of one ear. You need like some old nurse to feed you applesauce three times a day. Like, do you really want to be around for that? Whereas now I'm in my prime, you could be giving me these great healthy years to extend on, but you want to eat the applesauce three times a day from somebody else's I don't know, but also he didn't say anything about you being healthy. You just get to tack on an extra five years. You're dying. What if you're miserable for those five years? Oh, so it could be like a prolonged illness, you're saying? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mark in New Jersey, would you rather marry a vile, horrible, terrible person, but after five years this person dies and you inherit the billions the person is worth? This is so morbid today. Or would you rather marry the kindest, sweetest, most loving person you ever have known but you'll spend your life in poverty, always needing to rely on charity to get by. All right, so nicest person in the world, but doesn't yes. have a pot to you know what in. That's right, and you're gonna you're gonna have to rely on charity for the end. Well, of wait your a sec, days. don't you have an in, don't don't I have an income stream? I'm, I'm relying solely on this person. Like, I, what am I disabled? I can't work. No, but that's the question. See, this is where I get into trouble too with these things. I right. start expounding out. The, no, just go by the information that you have. You're gonna live in poverty. Right. For the rest of your life, but you'll be with this wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. Or will you take the miserable five years, take her billions after she dies, oh. and then live No brainer. Well? No brainer. Miserable five years and all the money. Because think about it. If you are living in poverty with this person, even though like she's great and you have a good time, over time, See. it will deteriorate. All right. Well, th- th- this is the Because thing. of the poverty. But let me like, ask well, what you, do you but, want right. for dinner tonight? But, I'll have a crumb that's on the right. ground. But what if that woman that we're yeah. talking about is our significant other wouldn't you rather be you know poor the rest of your life to spend those days with natalie or natasha as she's known no, I'd, I'd like a steak every now and then i don't think uh, i'm getting right, that well, on listen. the street i, no, I answered well, the question okay. i answered the question i am i am going to go with poverty as long as i'm happy All with right. the person that i have ethan says i have an iq of 200 but i have but i let's see i have an iq of 200 but you are 100 pounds heavier 
than you are right now with bad adult acne and just an all-around hideous person, but you're absolutely brilliant and very respected for your mind and work. Or you're physically flawless, perfect height, perfect face, perfect hair, perfect body, but your IQ is 10 points lower than the average American. Your only job is to be hot, a stupid model. You are famous and adored only for your looks. How is that even a question? Wouldn't it be the latter? Otherwise, you could be the smartest person in the world, but you're living in the basement and they're throwing baby roots down the stairs to you. I, I don't think people appreciate brains. I would go with the latter. Well. Why baby roots? Yeah, why baby Do you hear what he just said, Don? Do you hear what he just said? Oh, yeah. He wanted to know why baby roots. I guess, did he not see Caddyshack? He's never said. That's another movie he hasn't seen. Is that true? He hasn't seen I don't remember. So, I've seen it. I don't remember that specifically. Well, if, you didn't, if you don't remember well, it, then you probably accidentally stumbled upon Caddyshack 2. You wouldn't forget if it was Caddyshack. All right, Craig says, would you rather be Bill Belichick? No, I think you're mixing up the movies. What are you talking about? That was, I said live in the basement and they're throwing baby roots down the stairs to you. That was Sloth and the Goonies reference. Oh, I wouldn't know that. I only know, I don't oh, know my. baby roots. I have That's seen the Goonies. I've seen the Goonies, too. Well, his famous son, he's like, baby Ruth, baby Ruth. Like, come on, people. I was too old when that movie came out to enjoy it. Do you know I was, um, true story. You want a, you want a, a youth story? Like down memory lane? Oh, I was actually, intro, would you? well, but I was in the hospital as a kid having a surgical procedure done. And I remember the Goonies was on television while I was in said hospital. My parents like recorded for me. And when I got home, that was the first time. That was like one of the first movies I watched post-surgery, the Goonies. All right. That means something to you. That's that's important. I don't think I saw it. But again, I was older when it came out, so it kind of falls into the- um, Came out in 1986. The Sandlot. I was 18. It wasn't wasn't my thing. You couldn't be, but what were you watching? 18? Yeah. Hard bodies. Craig says, (laughs) would you rather be Bill Belichick trying to rebuild the Patriots or Greg Popovich trying to rebuild the Spurs? Well, I got got Wemby, so the answer is obviously going to be Pop. And Belichick's going to get fired, so. (laughs) He's going to get traded. (laughs) Um, Randy says, would you rather hear music you hate the most on a continuous loop or hear hear nails on a chalkboard nonstop? I'll go with the music. Music, of course. Nails on a chalkboard, because that's, as bad as a song is, it doesn't, like, send chills down your spine. If you have to listen to Hanson for the next 10 years or nails Mm, on a chalkboard, I think, yeah, I think you go Hanson. Bop, bop, bop. Um, Bentley says, would you rather have horrible gas the rest of your life or bad breath? So it's basically the same thing, but coming out of different ends. Is what however, however, gas is funny. You'll at least get laughs. <laughs> but I, no, no, because I'm going to tell <laughs> you something. Like a this might be a hot routine. take. Gas can be funny. Now, I've, I've, I've lived with both. Yeah. And if you are, in, if, it, if it is freezing outside mm-hmm. and you're driving in a car with one of your buddies and the windows are up and the heat is on and that's going to cook the stink mm-hmm. and somebody lets loose really bad gas or has terrible breath, I, I think I'd rather smell the fart. Really bad breath m- makes me nauseous. Where as disgusting as gas is, I believe it or not, I think I could live with it. So I'm going to go with the gas. You could also alleviate the bad breath with a mint or something, yeah, but the gas. Yeah. So this is, is this me, Anthony, when Kay's on? Because if it is, I apologize to Michael. It, it's not because it is ex- really irritating. It's not to this extent, but I'm it the is voice very of reason. Literal That's what I am. No, but you ruined the wood you by kind of cleaning it up and coming up with. We got to take it as it is. But didn't I just agree with you essentially? 
Yes, right, but do you another can't one. start talking about, well, I could, I could pop a breath mint. Well, no, yeah, of course. And you could also stop eating broccoli. But that's like not broccoli. in the question. That was Would You Wednesday brought to you by Pajamagram Soft Silky, a best-selling Christmas gift for her. Get a free $75 nighty with naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.